Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Iglap. It's me, your host, Paolo. And for today's episode, uh, very exciting, we have a new guest. Uh, she is our second guest for the season, so it's very exciting. And it's also her first time to be here with us, so let's uh, wish her luck later. Uh, I think to get pretty wild, I'm just kidding. But uh, before I start the episode, I'd like to thank our sponsor. So thank you again to Swagat Indian Cuisine, who's been a sponsor since season one. Uh, to Maximor Manila and to Comicet. So our guest for today, she's here. Um, I'm sorry, this is her first time here, and she's someone very interesting. And I know we're gonna have a lot of um, you know, deep conversations with her. So welcome to the podcast for the very first time, Grace German. So hey, Grace. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no, it's fun to have you. So okay. So before we start, you know, last season I would always ask my guests. Like name, not only name, but like say something about yourself that not a lot of people know about, like a fun fact. But I changed the question. Mm-hmm. So the question for this year is simply, what song was your favorite song last year? Oh, it could time. be an old song that you discovered last year, or it could be a 2022 song. I mean, you get what I mean? But it has to be some, it has to be a song that you just discovered last year, whether it's new or old. Well, based on my Spotify rap, which yeah. kind of surprised me because okay. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. So I've been listening to her since I discovered her back in high school. And um it, I think there was a time when she wasn't on Spotify because like yeah, there was yeah legal dispute or something. But then like as soon as she went in on Spotify, um I, I just listened to her and every year my Spotify wrap up would show her as my top artist and her song would be my top song. Okay. And then just in 2022, I was quite surprised because my top song was Justin Bieber and it was Ghost. How does that go? Uh, if I can't be close to you, I'll settle for the ghost. Mm, mm. Now on, That's yeah. Bieber song that I keep forgetting is a Justin Bieber song because it does not sound like a Justin Bieber song. Right? right? So yeah, I was yeah. quite shocked, but then like I figured it's this. I think the song is about two minutes long only, so I keep on repeating it, and maybe that's why it was my top song. But I really like the message of that song, I think it was very fitting for the pandemic. So I guess uh, I listened to that a lot. Would I say it's my favorite song? I don't know. Midnights came out quite later, girl. I don't know. <laughs> Have you listened to it? You haven't? Midnight's, of course. No, no, I mean, because you don't know. Girl, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I really like, okay, so like Anti Hero, I like that song. And I hear, yeah, I like that song. I'm the prop. But then at first, I started making up lyrics. I thought it was, hey, it's me, it's us. (laughs) (laughs) Being the uncle of Manila that I am. Okay, it's okay. Let so me tell you what my number one song last year was. I, I, have we had this conversation? I don't think we did, right? We haven't had it. I yet. think we did, but you. I think you were already drunk by that. <laughs> I'm not sure, but you've already told me about this. I think it was uh, uh, the Olivia Rodrigo song. Was it Traitor? Traitor, yeah. It was right. It was. Yeah, it was Traitor. Yeah. Oh, my memory is still good. Uh, Chuck, when was the last time that, when was the last time we hung out? I know obviously it was with Lars. 
But was that the and only was, time you hung up? The one I, time? Because I met you once, right? Before, like the first time. Remember that? Yeah. The first time was in Buccaneers? Buccaneers? I don't know how you pronounce Buccaneers, it. Buccaneers, yeah. Buccaneers. Yeah, that's you, Mayor of Poblacion. But um, I think the last time we saw each other was during Lorraine's um, graduation party. Uh, and is that when we spoke about Spotify? Yeah, yeah. On our way. Uh, home, I think, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. And then you were telling me about your second top song, which is like, which was consistently your second for top three song. years. Three years, yeah. And like, I get it though, because like we listened to the song. I don't know if you remember, but we listened to the song. It was quite heartbreaking. That song. It was. It's more heartbreaking on vinyl, by the way. I bought the vinyl of that album. <laughs> it's so sad, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good song. So yeah, so I'm happy to have you to have you here, Grace. And what I also like about having you here is that you will give like a different perspective about some of the things we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Because for the theme of like Igla for its fourth season, it's all about like life, meaning, and purpose. Whatever it's that means for each person. Topic, by the way. It's a very what? Sorry. It's a very loaded topic. Like it is. Been, I mean, but then the beauty of it is, it's also very vague. Yeah, it is. It is. Right. It's not, I'm, I'm, like, I'm giving like, okay, purpose in this sense or life in this sense. So it's more about what you think when you first hear those words, right? So I'll ask you first, what is life for you? Wow. Um... <laughs> Well, life currently for me is just, you know, living day to day, getting to sleep at night, you know, knowing that I did my best and that I wake up the next morning quite happy that I'm waking up the next morning because before, like a few years back, uh, I was still working a different job and I was like in a different state and I wouldn't I wouldn't like wake up like I have anxiety and uh, I'd prefer not to wake up because I dread going to work and doing stuff. But then now it's quite different because I, I actually like to wake up and do stuff and go to work. So I think that's what life is for me. I think the perfect word to describe what life is for me right now is contentment because I'm quite content where I am right now. So I want to ask, because, you know, when I was hearing your answer, I feel that there's a lot of um, history behind the words that you chose to use, right? Mm-hmm. Contentment, being able to sleep at night, knowing that you did your mm-hmm. best, and all those things. So, and you also mentioned that you had a lot of anxiety in the past. Yeah. Right? So I, I guess still like, do now, but not mm-hmm. as magnified as it was before. So, you know, of course, I'm not going to get into like into the weeds about your job and all of that, but just mm-hmm. more of um, because anxiety, that's very difficult, right? That's very difficult to have that okay. because and especially for, you know, you're someone who I believe and know is really smart, period. Like you're a smart person. Oh, okay. And I feel that, you know, when, when you have a certain intelligence and you have like anxiety attacks or an anxiety attack, it frustrates you even more. 
because you know you're not supposed to be feeling this way, but you You do. know that cycle when you, you, you get anxiety and then you overthink and then you get more anxious because, because of that? Because you overthought. Then you overthought like, again. Yeah. yeah. It was like that. So, yeah. So, I guess it's more, how are you able to, to conquer that? Because that's not easy. I mean, me, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never experienced an anxiety attack. And I think I'm very blessed because, again, that's something very difficult. Right, not a lot of people can really handle it and all of that. So, how were you able to to overcome it at least? I think the biggest help for me was that I have a good support system. Like the anxiety happened to me when I was uh, when we were in still in the pandemic. So I was living with my family, and um my dad he's a really wise guy like i consider him one of the wisest men i've ever known so i think just having the having him there supporting me like i tell him like what's happening uh, how i feel i think that helped a lot and i think talking about how i felt that's really a big deal already because i think a lot of the times when we get like really bad anxiety attacks is when you have no one to talk to. You have no one to help you process what you're feeling, what you're thinking. And sometimes it's all just in your head. Sometimes you have to know what's really happening from what's what are you making up in your mind. So I think having that great support system in my life during that time really helped me get out of that funk that I was in. So yeah, and then... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess aside from that, I just really needed just some time to relax, just be with myself and just think about what I need to do, what I want to do. And um, as sometimes I would feel pressured by like, you know, seeing social media and the people around me like doing great stuff, but detaching myself from that and just like focusing on who I am, where I am right now in my in my timeline, that really helped a lot. That really helped me calm down and just like focus on on me. Yeah. So with that one, uh, I wanted to ask you because of course during the pandemic, that's like a whole different ball game, right? I think all of us I'm, I'm sorry, not the pandemic, we're still in the pandemic, but what they mean is during the lockdown, I think that's what we meant, right? 2020, yeah, one yeah, of the worst yeah. years of, I think, everyone's life. Um, I guess it was extra hard because I think it's the first time um, where all of us were really forced to stay at home. You know, there's this guy. Um, I don't know if you know him. His name is Hassan Minhaj. Um, he's this comedian, uh, political comedian. Like, I, I would suggest to watch any of his works. Like, you, you get to learn and it's funny at the same time. He had, like, the stand-up. Um, called the King's Jester, and he was talking about um, you know having kids with his wife. So he and his wife were having a hard time having kids, mm-hmm. and um, actually one of the rare times the reason was because of him, not the wife. Like he was the one with the problem, and um, he was saying that when he was younger, uh, before he met his wife or before they got married, he he. He, his idea was he didn't want to have kids, so he had the choice of not want not having. Then what he was saying was when he got older, when he heard that there's a huge chance he cannot have kids, there's like a huge difference between being able to have but choosing not to. 
mm-hmm. and just having no choice and you just simply can't have so i mean that's also pretty you know that's that's something really tough but like with us when we were stuck at home we had no choice unless if we're frontliners which mm-hmm. you and i are in we're stuck at home no choice because you know i even know people who are home buddies and that's also kinda, yeah but then even had like you know, i not they had like really bad cabin fever because there's really a difference, right? When you have the choice, but you choose not to do the certain thing as compared to when there's no choice at, at all. That's what I was I was thinking about that actually a few days ago because oh, okay. I'm quite introverted. And like I said, I'm a homebody. So like, I'm introverted as well. During the first days of the pandemic, I was like quite catch. I don't have to go to work. I just have to stay home. And it's like... That's like the dream, quite privileged way of thinking, but it's quite the dream, like, you know, just staying at home, not having to go through all that Manila traffic, you know. But then, like, a few months in, and I was like, I need social interaction. I need to to meet my friends and see other faces aside from my family's faces. So I guess that got me thinking, even though you're an introvert, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't want social interactions. You still need social interactions because you're going to go crazy Like if you're just going to be by yourself the whole time, you know? So yeah, I and guess that's what the yeah. pandemic taught me as well because before when people would invite me to go out, I'd, I'd prefer to stay at home and say, oh, I can't make it. I can't do it because, you know, I, I, I'd like to stay at home and just take a rest. But then after the pandemic, Right now, uh, well, not after the pandemic, now that the restriction has been eased a little bit, when people ask me out to go out, like, I always say yes if I can, if the, my schedule allows it. Because, you know, it, the pandemic kind of taught me that time is quite limited and you never know what's going to happen in the future. So if you have, if you can spend time with the people, if you have that opportunity, you should just take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, I completely agree. Like what we're doing right now is probably how you hung out with your friends during the lockdown. You remember the time when there's that whole e Newman thing? Yeah. Right? When you're like in a Zoom or a Google Meet or whatever. Yeah. And I think there was a point where you can watch movies together. I think there was like yeah, there's uh, an application app, right? or a site or something where you can like stream it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a Discord, but not. Yeah, I discovered a lot of my. Uh, I rediscovered a lot of my hobbies though during the pandemic. Like, yeah, like what hobbies were you doing? Before and uh, when I was in high school, I I used to read a lot. I really liked to read, and that's how actually my best friend and I in high school bonded over. Our, our books but then I entered college and like I got busy with with um you know studying and all that homework stuff that I I, I completely forgot about like reading my my hobby as reading and it became like such a task for me to read you know textbooks so I kind of forgot about that for a while but then the pandemic allowed me to have a lot of time to read and when I discovered that I I I really found myself happy to rediscover that hobby of mine you know because this is what I used to like and now I get to do that again and you know without 
all that textbook um anxiety na, oh my god i need i need to do this thing first before i do what i need to, like before i do read a book that i want to read so yeah so yeah i also discovered baking again baking I've okay bake, yeah i think i mentioned that in my description <laughs> you did you did aside from being a fur mom yeah yes and yeah i got a dog so I did a lot of things in the, during the pandemic that I don't think I would have been able to do had the pandemic not happened. So I guess, you know, silver linings. Wait, your, your dog is the dog from Wizard of Oz, right? It's the same dog? I don't know. I've never seen I'm so sorry. I've never seen Wizard of Oz. What does that dog look like? Wait, I'm going to search that. You're Wait, I am uh, so um, surprised. <laughs> what? It's like the name of the dog's Toto, by the way. Wizard of Oz Toto? Yeah. No, no, no. That's not my dog. Oh, that's not your dog. What's your dog? My dog is a mix. He's a Maltese and Poodle. Oh, Maltipoo. Yeah, Maltipoo. Yeah, exactly. So... Actually, I wasn't planning on getting a dog. Okay. And then I was like, in my plan, I was planning to get a dog by the time I turned 27 or 28, you know, when I'm more like, Which stable. Is, like four years from now or yeah. five years. Mm-hmm. But then plans got moved around during the pandemic. So I took a leap of faith and I was like, I'll get a dog at least. I'm just at home. I'll I'll have time to train him, and just really be with him during the early early months. So I got yeah. him. Quite impossible buy, by the way. I wouldn't recommend it to people who like who wants a dog. If you're gonna get a dog, just probably like do your research before you do it. Yeah, I'm glad I got him. I think he's also one of the reasons what what that got me through like that anxiety phase because like just taking yeah. care of him and just like having something to think about outside of you know all the other things that makes me anxious that really helped a lot well, i wish i had more product you know productivity things that you did or product productive things you did because you know when we were stuck here in my in my mm-hmm. place my my lolo um of course he, you know he passed away before the pandemic uh, before the lockdown i mean uh he had like this small room filled with alcohol that he kept from like the 1970s mm-hmm. so i actually i actually drank a tequila a bottle of tequila from like 1980 something so like a 40 oh, or 50 year old bottle of tequila. it was really good but the whole time like me my uncle and my cousin we just finished that room that like, room that room it's a small room it's a really small room like okay. not that's okay. in a room where people really can't live and you know how some buildings they have like a storage closet where they keep the mop and some cleaning supplies so maybe as big as that but it was like alcohol that's still it's like alcohols are just about this big you know yeah it's yeah. still a lot you know you was, can, you imagine, can you imagine like three months three people finishing that movie I'm still here, right? I know. Crazy. 
then you I know. I don't know how you do it, by the way, because you're always out drinking. Not anymore. Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, you can even ask Lors. I'm not, I don't go. I think um, the last time I was in Buccaneers was Jan 3, I think. Who uh, are you? What? Your people are missing you there. It's okay. I'll let my I'll let my constituents miss me first, so they'll re-elect me. <laughs> no, no. I plan to I plan I plan to pass the reins to Lors instead. Oh, is she willing to take it? Or like, I think she needs it more than me, right? Based on um what she wants in life and all of that. Mm, I I don't no. know. I, I I saw her. Girl, I don't Girl. know. Girl, I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> but yeah, I met up with her recently for a dinner, and I think she's she has a different aura, by the way. So I think she's quite happier. But I don't know with the drinking though. We haven't gotten out for a drink in a while. Let's let's see. Yeah, we should we should let's schedule it. Um, she of course she's gonna blame her gout, which she blames on me. <laughs> Because of the drinking. But then here's my question to you, Grace. And let's just use logic, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I drink more than her. Let's just be honest, right? Okay. I mean, I, also, I wouldn't disagree if that's what you okay. think. <laughs> I mean, you know, just like she's like 5'1 in a good day and I'm six feet tall, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the, you know, the, the height disparity alone and the weight disparity and the body disparity. It's, 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 I mean, logically, I should be, I would drink more than her, right? Let's just use logic. Mm-hmm. Then she blames me for her gout, but then I'm like, I drink more than you. I eat healthy. I exercise. Why do I not have gout? If it's just all the drinking. I, I, I don't feel, I don't want to comment on this because she's not here. <laughs> Yes, she's watching. She's watching. <laughs> she is here. Hi, Lars. <laughs> Logically speaking, is it really the drinking? You know what? I'm not with <laughs> it. So nor doctors, but I don't think I'm I'm quite uh, good enough to make an opinion about it. So I just think <laughs> Even at that. <laughs> okay. But, but hi, Lars. I didn't know you were listening. Hi. Yeah, so she said, um, looking great, Grace. And Philo, cute dog. Is that the name of your dog, Philo? Yeah, that's the name of my dog. Like philosophy or? Okay. Uh, I actually got the name Philo. From, do you know that chocolate brand? Philo? I knew it. That was my second that's where guess. I got it. Because, yeah. like, he's he's color brown, and I figured something chocolate. And, like, I wanted, like, a really, like, yeah, that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wanted, like, um, uh, a unique name for a dog. Because, like, dogs that look like him are usually named, like, Teddy, Ted, uh, I don't know, Choco, Mocha. <laughs> Anything yeah. that chocolate. So I wanted something different. And, like, I thought, like, Philo sounds like you know, an original name. So I named him Philosophy. Ah, Philo. And then I recently, like, realized that Theo and Philo from that brand means theology and philosophy. Philosophy, yeah. Correctly, like, yeah, it's philosophy. But, like, I didn't realize that when I was naming him. Originally, actually, like, 
the reason why I chose philo is I'm not sure if you're familiar with the the four kinds of love, the Greek words. I think there's eros. Yeah, there's actually, I did an episode on that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, apparently, uh, philia I think is um, philia. Yeah. Philia is like um, love of a brother or like uh, yeah. like like love of a friend. So that's that kind of fit for what i wanted in my dog i wanted my dog to be uh you know you know how they give unconditional love and that like for me um he is a friend to me like a brother to me actually more like a family now so i guess that's why i i went with philo as well because of that other possible meaning for philo and he's a boy so i can't name him philia philia yeah <laughs> so, Wait, actually um one second no so so there's um eros storge mania ludos mm-hmm. pragman agape oh there's a oh i thought there was only there's four five, oh, six there's there's six actually oh so okay an app that i used before it's called dimensional mm-hmm. and what i like about this app is it asks you a lot of questions like i think i, I was it took me two hours answer all the questions in this app but it is so accurate dimensional 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 yeah dimensional so the logo is like black and mm-hmm. it's amazing like you know again it takes it's like a long like you know is so it like myers Brig type of stuff or like i guess in a way i mean it's it's factual it's logical it's not based on where you were born and all of that Mm-hmm. It's really based on how you answer certain questions, and that's what I love about it. And mm-hmm. it is just so so accurate. It is crazy. Compared to horoscope, you know the horoscope thing. Um, I I don't believe it like one hundred percent, but it's generic though. Like yeah, I mean, but well, I do find it interesting that like I'm an Aries and I'm very competitive, mm-hmm. and mo and all Arieses are. So I, I I'm not saying that get some of that right because like I'm a Scorpio and like I, I do figure I do find that sometimes like the way they describe the Scorpios, huh? Yeah, what does that say about me? I don't know. No, 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 no. Because you know, I was talking to to, to Regina. I'll explain who she is later. And mm-hmm. I said that I've never met a Scorpio in my life except for Kendry. But you're a Scorpio, so I'm fake yeah. Surprise. No, no, sorry. So, what, 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 what I, is it about the Scorpio? Though I'm curious. I'm not really sure what the Scorpio is. I'm actually not. I think like the most the way I would describe a Scorpio. Well, at least the way that they would describe Scorpios, I think, with horoscopes like that were mysterious or like like were like hard spells to crack. You're pretty mysterious, I'd say. I am. Yeah, like when I first met you, I mean, it took it took like you know we had to warm up and all of that. Well, yeah, I I, I don't I I I don't know if that's because I'm a Scorpio if or if I'm just an introvert because you know like I'm one of those people that you need to like warm up first, like you said, like I need to warm up to you first before like I could be really who who I am, and like my friends know this, like when I'm with strangers, I'm really quiet. But when I'm with my friends, like I'm really like like loud. Like I tell a lot of stories, like I really talk. But when I'm with strangers, like I, I, I don't know, sometimes I climb up. 
that's why when I first met you, like I was quite glad that you were the ones initiating the conversation because like I didn't know how. And I was like, you remember, I was like, the reason like we went out because I was asking Lorraine, like, you gotta introduce me to Pal. Because like I've forgotten how to interact with people and I feel like Pal would help me with that one. So you did, you actually did. Well, thank you. I'm glad that I also helped you in a way, not just Lorraine and all of that. But uh, wait, so Lord says, yup, super competitive. Yeah, for sure. So, well, okay, I want to ask you because remember, I told Lord, okay, let's go out. But before we hang out, you, ha- you guys have to do one thing for me, which is to mm-hmm. watch Jigsaw, right? Well, which yeah. you did, and then Lord did. How much did you like it? At first, I was like, why is he making me watch this? Because, like, the first few minutes of that show was, like, just dark humor. And, like, is this, like, how I would gauge who Pao is? Is he, like, the type of dark humor kind of person? Actually, yeah, I am, though. As the, as the show progressed and I, and I got to the meat of the show, that's when I realized, oh, oh, wow. I Now I understand why he made us watch this. And I really liked it. I mean... You know, aside from the dark humor stuff, I really like. But the dark humor is so funny, though, about the kid. <laughs> it it took it took me a while to get there because, like, I'm not used to that kind of humor. So it took me a while to like really enjoy that that type of humor. But like once I realized um, that this is just his his way, this is his way of like being a comedian like he was okay with it and plus like the message that he had towards the end i completely agreed with it so yeah i really enjoyed that i should so probably I to... watch it again you know i've been watching at least once a week like even before we we went live uh i was no. like oh it's 7 40 I, I should watch the like half of it while waiting so i was watching it then i was like oh okay i better start go- you know getting to like the stream and all of that so no, but anyway, so going back, uh, because, you know, in my in my short talks, I talk about three different ways of how we view life, right? Mm-hmm. So there's um, Jar of Life, which is a really nice story. Um, I'll just summarize it for you. But basically, there's this professor who brings out this mayonnaise jar, mm-hmm. and then he brings out ping pong balls, pebbles, sand, and two cans of beer. Mm-hmm. And he's, he asks his students, you know, is this jar empty? And obviously, they're like, yeah, the jar is empty. Then um, he puts in the ping pongs first. Mm-hmm. Then, the student, then he asks the students, is this jar now full? And they're like, yes. Then he puts in the pebbles. So it still all fits. Mm-hmm. Then he asks the students, is this full? Then they said, yes. Then he pours, into, he pours in the sand. Then he asks them again, is it full? They said, yes. Then he pours the two, um, two cans of beer. Then he says, now it's finally full. Then the student asked him, so why, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Then he said that, you know, look, look at this empty jar as your life when you're newly born. Then the ping pong balls, these are the important things in your life. Your family, mm-hmm. um, your career, um, a partner, all of these things. Then the pebbles, these are the other things that make up your life. So your friends, your hobbies slash interests, your passions, all of that. Then the pieces of sand or the grains of sand, these are the small stuff, you know, maybe like a scoop of ice cream, you know, small stuff that you don't really need to sweat out. Then um, what he's saying is 
for the jar of life, it's how you put things into your life, how you prioritize them. So mm-hmm. the ping pong ball should come in first because if you pour in the sand first, it won't fit. Mm-hmm. If you pour in the pebble first, it won't fit. Then, okay, so you pour in the ping pong balls. If you put the sand first before the pebbles, then the pebbles won't fit. So what he's saying is life is more about learning to prioritize. Then he then the student asked, okay, that's awesome, but why did you pour two cans of beer? Then he said, the, then he laughed and he said that the beer is just to remind you that it's always nice to share a beer with a friend. So that's how he sees life, right? Then, mm-hmm. of course, jigsaw, as you know, is about how life is a jigsaw. We're all trying to figure it out. But at the end of the day, we're just working towards what makes us happy. Mm-hmm. Then you find that partner. It's about you guys having your separate jigsaws, working together to whatever makes each other happy. So mm-hmm. even if it's different, it's how you guys connect things without forcing it to be connected mm-hmm. right and that's why we, i really love jigsaw because when i first saw it fun facts so i i the only way i discovered that was through someone who actually broke my heart wait she was the one yeah. who recommended it? Oh. Yes. before she broke my heart she she recommended that so yes what a twist right mm-hmm. um but uh, but I don't watch it because of her. I watch it because it's just so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Because when you first watch it, honestly, first thing in your mind, brilliant, right? I wouldn't say brilliant, but memorable. Because okay. some of the things he's he he said just just really um uh mag uh I, I guess confirmed what I've already reflected on in the past few months. But I think it's the way he presented it that was really that was really amazing. Yeah. So when you talk about that, so you mentioned that some of the things that he said there were things that you reflected on in the last few months, right? If it's mm-hmm. okay for me to ask, what were those things that you reflected on that were in that was in Jigsaw? Well, because you know how he said when people get into a relationship immediately after after ending another one, those people aren't really like you know happy or like in love. I kind of agree to that because it. I don't. I don't see like well at least the way that I try to move on or like the way that I try to move on from a relationship is not by dating another person that's just who i am i'm not saying that's the right way it's just who i am so when he said that you know um you really need to find yourself first before you look for another person to spend the rest of your life with that totally resonated with me because that's what i've been doing i i didn't want to be you know, go from one relationship to another without knowing who I am first. Because I have this tendency to lose myself in a relationship. Like, I feel like I, I have that tendency to lose myself in a relationship. So when when my last relationship ended, I was thinking that, oh, I need to find who I am first. So that when I finally, like, enter into another relationship, I know who I am. And if that relationship goes well or not, I wouldn't lose like the knowledge of who I am. I, I'd still be me. I'd still know where to find me. 
and I wouldn't have to go through all that trouble again of finding out who I am, what I want to do, who I want to be. So that's why I guess, like, you know, taking the time to really figure out who you are, your puzzle pieces, finding your puzzle pieces and making them fit together. I think that's really what we, we are supposed to be doing. Not sure if I'm right, but it, it works for me. So, like, I really agreed with him on that part that, you know, it's not really about finding the person that would complete you. It's about finding the person that has completed themselves and then coming together and like making a whole bigger picture together. Yeah, I, lo- I love that analysis. And I think you, you kind of attack someone um, in, unintentionally. Did I? I'm sorry. Someone that we both know. I, wasn't <laughs> I was just like talking about my own experiences. Wait, did, did I like, just name dropped her, by the way? <laughs> you said brilliant grace. No, but yeah, it, it's really true because... Um, so, okay, so I'm going to use my, my experience. <laughs> this is what Lord said. I'm interested. My, my experience. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Lord said. I'm interested. But um, but yeah, going back, we we love you, Lars. You know that we're just bullying as usual. But um, love you, Lars. No, but anyway, so, so going back, no, with like with my experience, um, so I'm not sure. I, I I know I told you this, and I'm not really sure if the people who are watching this, whether they're new or um people who've you know been following this podcast. Uh, last last year around July, I I ended my you know my relationship right, mm-hmm. and. You know, in that relationship that I had, like what you said, I think a lot, a lot of us, um, when we get into a relationship with someone, we really do tend to lose ourselves because we want the other person to be happy. Yeah, right? and we we accommodate them to our lives. You know, like but you adjust a few yeah. things in your life to fit them into your life. Yeah, and I'm not saying that that's bad but you you know you gotta know your boundaries like which parts of my life i am willing to compromise and which parts that are non-negotiable for me yeah so it's kind of like the whole i had this episode on my my short talks it's good versus bad compromise so Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if i sent if i asked you to to listen to that one no but basically good compromise is when you don't lose your identity but you improve as a person. So example, let's say, um, example, Grace, okay, just an example. Let's say you're the type of girl before who used to drink so much that you autopilot, for example, mm-hmm. right? Then let's say you have a partner who says, you know, Grace, I, I, don't, I don't mind you having fun, drinking with your friends or whatnot, but maybe you could drink a little less just so that you don't autopilot and I won't worry about you going home. So you don't lose your identity but it helps you improve because then you'll be like, you know what? I won't drink. I will drink, but I won't drink to the point that I won't remember. Mm-hmm. So that helps you improve how, you know, your liver is happy. You remember getting home. Your partner doesn't worry. You don't mm-hmm. worry about, oh, did I do something stupid? Things like that. Bad compromises, for example, same example. Then your partner says, I ban you from drinking. I ban you from partying. So you lose yourself. You don't improve as a person and you just hate yourself. That's good and bad compromise. So it's kind of like that. We're in 
like what I mentioned, right? We do have that tendency of compromising to the point that we lose our identity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is wrong. Because we're all different. We're all, I mean, you know, we're all human. Mm-hmm. You know, we have heads, we have noses, whatever. But we're all different. And that's the beautiful thing about it. But I think the the issue is more on what they call it. Like, okay, so like with my experience, right? Um, with my ex, um, I was willing to give up so many things that now I realize that I never really wanted to give up. Or as you call it, non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. So when I went back to the dating world, I met someone who introduced me to Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, this this person's cool. Let's see where this goes. Long story short, she breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. That was okay. I think that was, that was good that she did. Because the, the reason why she broke my heart is it's because it would have never worked. Because can you imagine... As Daniel Sloss said, the worst thing you can do in your life is spend it with the wrong person. Right? Can you imagine waking up beside someone who you despise? Waking up for the rest of your life, you know. Exactly, right? Or you wake up beside someone and you think to yourself, what the fuck did I do? You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm not sure if I told you that story, you know, but um, with Lors, she she knows that story. And I told her, I think it was really a blessing in disguise that as early as then, we didn't have a relationship. Was she the one who ended it? Someone. Like a mutual Someone. thing? No, it was really more of her. But, you know, being a decent human being, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't push anymore. And I think, you know what she did? I think she did the right thing. Because she knows not, that nothing's going to come out of it. Like, like you two, I don't know what happened. Like, she probably saw that you two are not compatible and that you'd probably grow to hate each other even more if you continued with the relationship. And I think that's a brave thing to do. And I, because not a lot of people can do it. Not a lot actually, of people relationship. So it was more about readiness. Mm-hmm. She thought that she was um oops sorry, I dropped my inhaler. So she thought that she was ready for something, but she wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing because and I found you were, you were ready. Because you know the thing with me is um I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's because I turned 30, suddenly my brain decided to become so mature and whatnot, or or whatever. I'm not really sure what happened. But I already knew what to, what I did wrong in my last relationship. I already knew what I wanted, how to how to handle things better, and all of those things. I mean, as early as even before July, Lars and I would talk about stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I think she could attest that I did mature like crazy compared to how she knew me in the past. But you know, I'm just very happy that things never really proceeded with her because I'm I'm actually quite a religious person i'm not the i'm not the joy spring type to say that for as long as you're not a christian you're gonna go to hell or whatever. i mean that's not me but um i do believe that god does work in his ways i mean whether you're religious spiritual or atheist we all have to have like a belief that certain things happen for a reason Mm -hmm. right whether it's subconsciously or consciously and i met someone who's actually better 
and you know and all of those things but that's the thing if something if me and this other person ended up in a relationship i would have never met this better person mm-hmm. right so what i'm trying to point out is you know or my point about all of this is um a lot of times people are afraid to be alone as daniel sloss said that they never took the time to be alone they never learned to love themselves so instead they choose to employ someone else to do it mm-hmm. there's just one person in my life who i really love until now um but not in a romantic sense not not at all mm-hmm. But it's just so frustrating because she really needs to do it. She really needs to learn to love herself, to be dependent on herself, and to be strong for herself. But I just don't understand why she can't. Mm -hmm. So it's something like that. I mean, like you, you mentioned that you you were contemplating, reflecting about, you know, about... um, being in a relationship, about how puzzle pieces don't fit and all of that. And we had deep conversations when we first met about all of those things, right? Yeah. I mean, where you are in life and all that. So if you don't mind me asking, um, I'm not, I guess looking is the wrong word, but let's say, you know, you're outside, whether it's in a club or whatever, let's just say you're just outside, period. You can choose whatever setting you want. And there's a guy you meet, you're you're interested in him and all of that would you be open to to explore that or are you still not ready for something like that like right now yeah let's just assume you know you you go out um whether it's with friends or whatever then a guy said hey i'm whatever my name is <laughs> uh, you guys i guess you get you get what i'm trying to ask mm-hmm. you right i guess if you ask me Two, three years ago, I'd probably say no. Because I know I wasn't ready. I know I was still looking for myself, finding who I want to be. You know, figuring out my golf balls or my ping pong balls and my my pebbles. I was still at that stage. But like I said earlier, when you introduced me, I'm quite content with where I am right now. I know who I am. I know the things that are important to me, who the people are important to me. So if someone were to come up to me in a place, probably a bookstore, I hope a bookstore. <laughs> if someone was to come up to me and say hi and introduce themselves, I'd probably say, yeah, why not? Because, you know, I'm at that point in my life where, yeah, I'm ready to meet new people. I'm ready to explore because I know who I am and I have something to bring to the table. Not just, you know, like be a mirror ball, like whatever they are, I would just reflect them, reflect who they are by, you know, embodying their personality. It's not going to be like that because I know who I am. I know my personality and that's what I'm going to bring to the table, you know. And I hope that whoever that guy is that would like come up to me and like say hi is in, in that similar state where he's also ready and he's also like, you know, he knows he's sure of himself and like he knows who he is and what he wants to do and who he wants to be. Because I think yeah. that's very important, you know, because like, really you know, yeah. I think 
coming back around to that, you know, people losing themselves in a relationship. I think most of the time that's like Daniel, what Daniel said is because people doesn't take the time to be alone and figure out who they are. So that's why they tend to lose themselves in the relationship. You know, can I just say like, um, uh, sorry, so sorry, I lost my train of thought for a bit. No, but that's what I liked about, you know, when you were talking before, because you mentioned that you're content and all that, and you really took the steps to be where you are right now. But can I ask you, like, how difficult was it for you? Because, you I was know, it, about you know, to say it wasn't right easy. Now. It was... There are moments wherein I would see couples outside and I'd be, like, really bitter about it, like... <laughs> but then that like that's just me i guess like you know whenever my friend would say oh i met someone or like that like they, they enter into a new relationship i'd be really happy for them i'd feel like i'd feel envious for a bit but then i'd realize that uh i'd rather because the thing is i'd rather be in a relationship where I know who I am than be in a relationship and not know who I am and know that there's a potential that I'd hurt another person because I don't know who I am. Because I know, because from, from reflecting in life and in love, I guess, I realize that if I don't know who I am, towards the end, I'll just probably waste that person's time and like waste both of our energies. And I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want to waste anyone's time. I didn't want to waste anyone's heart. I didn't want to waste anyone's energy. So that's why I keep on telling myself, I could have gone out and dated around, you know, I could have done that. But how is that helping me as a person? How is that helping me help another person, you know, find themselves if I'm just going to, you know, date around, like, toy with people's hearts, if that's even possible. So, you know, it wasn't easy, especially, you know, during family gatherings when people would keep on asking, oh, I don't have a boyfriend. Oh, I don't have a boyfriend. Not an easy, uh, not, not easy, but it's something I that I th- I thought back then that I had to do and I'm glad I did because that was the right thing well at least for me that was the right thing for me to do and I'm glad I did that and I'm glad I chose the hard way because I wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't do that yeah, that's such a brave thing for you to say because not you know surprisingly not a lot of people would choose to do that a yeah. lot of people would choose to just suffer in a relationship because they would rather have something that isn't good than nothing, right? But I guess the thing is for me also, like I said, I had a good support system. I had my family. I have really good friends. And at, at that point, when I was still figuring out myself, I've convinced myself that that was enough for me. Like the these people that love me and support me, these are enough for now. While I find myself, these people that are around me and that cheering me on is enough. And you know, fake it till you make it. 
you convince yourself they're enough until you realize that they really are enough you know for now for for where you are in life and once that you're you've passed over that huddle that's when you know you look for someone that you feel like you want to spend the rest of your life with and i think yeah i think another thing is that i wanted my next relationship to be like the last relationship i'll ever have in other words like the person i would spend the rest of my life with and that's yeah. why I don't want to just like you know enter into a relationship. I really want to be careful about it because I'm gonna wake up every day and talk to this person and be with this person. And if I do not like this person, even one little bit, you know, like if I just settle for this person, like how is that gonna make me happy for the rest of my life? You know, we all want to be happy, and. That's not good. that's not helping me towards that goal of being happy, and that's why I I guess I've also been so careful when it comes to relationships, and not just like romantic relationships, but also with friendships, and uh, uh and you know platonic relationships, because I really choose the people that I trust, because you know I'm quite private. As a person, introverted, so the things that I share myself, it takes a while before, you know, I do share that with other people. Now, and you know, I just find the meaning that this, yeah, live for the internet to see and hear. Grab the internet, just you know, Spotify, um, Apple Music. Uh, Google Podcasts, you know, stuff like that. No, no, no biggie. Um, no, but anyway, no. I, of course, I I appreciate that. But can I just say, like, hearing you, you know, say all of those things, it's just you know amazing because you know, there's so many people out there who who have like really great support systems, who really have you know great people there, you know, who have their back and all of that, and yet nothing. You know, I I I, I look at look. Um, before the internet cancels me or whatever. Um, I do get that the human experience is different for each person, right? Yeah. But where I'm coming from is not a generic place, but a very specific place. Mm-hmm. Wherein I've experienced being there for someone for so long, you know, with all my wisdom. <laughs> And all of my explaining, and all of my patience, and, and all of that. And they choose not to be okay. Now, again, I repeat, there are those who really do not have the capability, whether because of like past traumas or whatnot, or do we really need professional help. I completely get that. But coming from someone who's experienced with someone who just really chooses not to, you know, it gets quite frustrating. There's only a point where you can help someone or at least try to help someone. I used to be that person who would try to help another person as much as I can because I want them, like, you know, to be better, to improve, to do better. But I realized at some point that 
if I keep on exerting my energy on this person, but this person is not trying to help themselves, nothing's gonna have seven. Or you not, know, not, help enough, not help themselves enough. Yes. You know, change comes from within. You gotta want to, to improve enough for you to actually improve, to be better. And I don't know. There, I think there's just some people who who doesn't have that in them, you know? It, and no matter how much you surround them with people that would help them, they just couldn't find it in themselves to help themselves. So you got to check yourself also, you know, because you, you may be expecting too much. That uh, And then you just end up disappointing yourself. And that's just... That's, it's kind of detrimental to you as a person because you feel like you don't do enough and that's not true at all because you've actually done everything that you can it's just that you know that's probably not that's probably not that's probably what's not gonna work for that person so you know you can't you can't blame yourself nor put that burden on yourself all the time that's what I'm saying. But like, but, if um, you don't mind me asking, like, sure. is this still an ongoing thing? Is like, is this still, this person still um, going through like the stuff that you wish they are not going through? So here's my answer to you. So I'm not going to get like super into the weeds and all mm -hmm. of that. But let's just say I've been helping this person for a really long time to the point that you know this person would give me all of their negative energy like can you imagine um being the one to being the shock absorber mm -hmm. really daily for nearly a decade so you get all that negative energy and instead of like giving that negative energy to other people you just discover ways on how to get rid of it without affecting other people okay mm -hmm. So for nearly a decade, nearly every day, I'm not saying it's every day, but nearly, you you constantly do that. And, you know, you, you listen, you give advice. Sometimes you argue because they said, I just wanted you to listen. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but, you know, we're talking about the exact same thing for how many weeks or even months. I just thought maybe this time I could give you advice. Mm -hmm. It's of me just listening as usual, right? Mm -hmm. So so think about it this way. Um I asked that person to watch Jigsaw. What you watched? You're someone who I've never met, but you decided to give it a chance. You watched it. Lorraine, I met, I asked her like one million times. She finally did it, so I'm happy, right? And we at that time, we had no relationship. We weren't friends. We weren't even acquaintances. You just heard about me, wanted to meet me, and I also wanted to meet you. And that's it, right? Nothing else. And yet you watched it and she watched it. This person watches a bit of it and tells someone, I found it so boring. That's one. Didn't even finish it. Didn't even finish it. Then mm -hmm. when I told the person, could you please watch this? You know, I, I said the name. I described it at this. And they said, oh, could you just give me the gist? In my head, it's like, it's one hour long. Why ask for the gist? So wait, wait, wait. Before you, before, let me defend that part. They spend hours on Instagram, on Facebook, etc. Mm -hmm. What's one hour of the many hours on social media? Just one. Just one. 
then to continue, um, the person's going through something again. And you know, I told the person, you know, you should go, you know, seek help. Help that will, will really help you out of that. And you know, they they constantly, like for the last four times we interacted, we were talking about the exact same thing. And to the point I even asked them, don't you have a hobby? Or or are you or do you not want to talk about other things? And they get upset about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I pointed that I pointed to them, I pointed to them that, you know, nearly daily for how many years you'd throw your negative energy at me. I would find a way to get rid of it. And to the point that, and you can ask Lorraine this, every time she calls me or anyone who calls me that I know, obviously not like a random number, like if you call me or anyone calls me, the first thing I always ask is, is everything okay? And it's because, because of that, that because of that person. Because every time that person would call me, it was always a problem. How long have you been with this person, or have you known this person? All of my life. And that, like, that's a, yeah, because my next question was, why are you still there for that person? And you know, here's the thing. So to answer that, sorry, it, it's like a long, like you know, answer. Um, so recently, I said, you know, I hope you. I don't even remember exactly what I said, but basically, I just said, I hope you get the help that you need and all of that. Um, because here's the thing. I said, are you not tired of talking about the exact same thing? Then I pointed to them out about you know, about the the daily negative whatever, and they used it against me. They said, you know, when I figure out how to be okay, I'll never bother you again. I'll never, like, whatever, whatever with you again. Um, so when I'm okay, don't expect to hear from you or something like that. And in my mind, it's like, how immature are you that you're going to do that? How immature are you that you're not listening to what I said? Or how immature are you that you won't even apologize that you made me your shock absorber for nearly a decade? You see, because I, I don't see, like, I, we, we haven't known each other for that long, so I wouldn't really know why. But I just don't see why you're staying in this toxic type of relationship. Technically, technically I'm not anymore because this person hasn't contacted me since mm-hmm. then. Okay. Because they, they probably think I'm such a bad human being for choosing myself. But it's just more about me wanting them to learn the lesson that maybe apologize first then let's talk maybe apologize that you used me so much that you said a lot of hurtful things to me that i just swallowed because you can't be a good human being and not know how to apologize you cannot be a decent human being without learning how to apologize but you can't also keep on waiting for an apology I think in this moment in my life, um, Grace, it's their turn to realize what they've lost. Yeah. And you should so, move on, you know? No, I've, I've moved on. I've moved on in the sense that I'm not going to message them ever. They're the ones who have to come to me, message, and apologize. Because here's the thing, though. 
Um, and that's why you know I really value people like you, like Loris, and whatever. Um, you guys get it. Now, again, the human experience is different. Okay, and I think Loris kind of made my head a bit big, if I'm going to be honest with you, because she calls me like, you know, she said I'm so wise and all of that. I mean, I don't really consider myself the perfect person to give advice. I think I give practical advice. I think I analyze things at a certain depth that I think people get to relate to it. But the thing is, can you imagine having someone like me in your life for such a long time and not improving? That's really more on the person than you know. Because like Matt, like we agree on a lot of things when it comes to you know perspectives in life. And I think like the way you look at life and the way you re- you reflect on things, I think you, you are wise. Lawrence is correct. You are wise. And I'll I think it's that, <laughs> <laughs> that person you know that you're trying to help is like she, he, or she. I don't know if they they just can't be helped. And there are people like that. And you just, I I don't know if you've accepted it, but then. I, I used to have that kind of person in my life, but like, you know, I've accepted that there's only so much that I can do. So you got to accept that, you know, if what I can do is not enough, then it's not enough. And then, then you just hope and pray that they find someone that would help them realize that they need to do better. They need to make more effort to be better. And yet would frustrate me though. I mean, look, I'm not really the type who would want to take credit for everything or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean. But what I what will really piss me off is because I really want this person to be okay. I want this person to be happy and all of that. Right? What I don't what I, what will really piss the shit out of me is when they're finally okay and all of that, then they just credit themselves. For it. Then you're like, thanks. Thank you. you know? But then, and like. Was, and that's why, sorry, sorry to cut you off. And that's why I think what really inspired me to put the short talks at this kind of thing about good compromise versus bad compromise, um, learning to love yourself, um, and all of those things, is because I want people who hear this you know, who may not know that they're the problem, listen to these things, listen to these episodes, and realize, yeah, maybe I should improve in these certain aspects of my life. Or if I'm going to go out in the dating world and date people, I should look for this. Because we all have that one friend who dates people and is really an idiot when it comes to love, like a complete idiot, like as stupid as not knowing what one plus one is, like that kind of stupid when it comes to dating, right? We all have that friend. Let's just be honest. We do. Go on, Grace. We do have that one. I'm not naming names. I'm just saying in general. <laughs> I'm not trying to bully anyone here. And my bullying is friend bullying, guys, not the legit bullying. But anyway, I'm not trying to you know attack anyone. But we do have, I mean, there are people out there who are smart, but when it comes to love, they're idiots. Right? I mean, come mm-hmm. on. They are, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I have these short talks to help these people realize that, hey, instead of, you know, always getting my heart broken 
and crying to my friends who are probably tired of hearing the exact same story. Why don't I listen to this? And why don't I try following this, you, you know? Which is, I think it's a good thing. Like, you know, you get to hear different perspectives about these kind of things. Because like I said, that's just me. That's yeah. the way that I that I approach relationships. But then there are other ways that work for other people. If dating sure. around is what works for you and eventually you do find... Because like, you know, there's nothing wrong with dating around. Because there's none. Yeah, there's around, none. You meet new people, you discover who you really... Like, what your no-nos are and your yeses are you know and i think that's fine too and like as long as you're you know i i guess if you're clear about your boundaries i think that's fine you know dating around i think what's the problem is if you do date around and then like you don't know what your boundaries are you don't know what your non-negotiables are. I guess that's where, you know, I'd say hmm, you probably need to rethink, you know, how you approach certain things in life, you know. But yeah. that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> everyone always says when they're in my podcast, I hope I don't get canceled. I'm like, guys, I <laughs> You think I'm like Joe Rogan big that you think that <laughs> there's enough viewers to, to cancel you here? Hey, you never know. But I don't think, I mean, you know, I don't think you said anything that would get anyone canceled. So I want to ask you, Grace. Oh, sorry, did I ever tell you about the two cups, my version of what life is? I don't think so. Okay, so I told you about Jar of Life, then you know about Jigsaw by Daniel Sloss. So my version mm-hmm. of that is the two cups. And this is usually for those who want are seeking a relationship. So I have two glasses here. Um, this is not sponsored, guys. Sorry, I just got it for free. But so I have two cups here, right? Mm-hmm. It's somewhat, let's pretend this is empty and this is empty, right? So when we're born in life, our cup is empty because you're a baby. You have no experiences. You don't understand things. You just see your mom, you're in love, and that's it. And that's so basically what I'm saying is. In life, we need to fill up our cup. So, you know, it depends on how you value things, you know. But basically, to fill up your cup, you need your family, your friends, your hobbies slash interests, your work, and self-love. So five things. Self-love should be the one that has the most amount of um, ML in your cup. Mm-hmm. So if it's like 100 ml or whatever, I don't care. But it should have the most number. While everything else, you can decide. Because before you get to be in a relationship with someone, before you decide that you want to love someone and be in a serious relationship with them, you need to make sure that your cup is full. Because that means that you know you have your work, which you're passionate about. You have your hobby slash interest that you grew with. You have your family who you love, your friends who you can party with or just who are just there for you. But self-love is the most important because if you cannot love yourself, like Daniel Law said, how do you expect others to love you? To the point that if you only love yourself, like what he said, 20% and someone loves you 40%, you think that's so much love, but that's not. Right? So you have to love yourself 100% so that whoever wants to love you needs to go and it'll be on the call of duty. So your cup needs to be full 
and overflowing. So let's pretend that both of these cups are full and overflowing, right? And what happens is when you're in a relationship with someone, whatever's overflowing, that's what you give them. And that's what they also give to you. You're just giving each other your excess. Because if you are, let's say, for example, there's a full cup and there's an empty cup and you keep pouring in here, your cup will be empty. You won't know who you are. You won't know what you value. You won't be able to... You'll be tired because you feel like mm -hmm. that you're always the one giving and they're the ones always receiving. So that's how I, how I see it. That's like my version. So I wanted to ask you, what's your version of that? Like, how do you see life? If let's say you have a kid in the future and they ask you, mom, what's life? How would you explain that? Dang, that's a really hard question. <laughs> Haven't reflected about that. But I would just do like to say though that I resonate like with your two cups thing because I think I heard about I don't know from who. I think there was this was still back in college. I think it was Bo Sanchez. I heard mm -hmm. him speak about filling up your cup first before you know filling up other people's cups and i think that's quite similar to your analogy you of what my idea <laughs> i'm so sorry like i'm not really? sure if it's him or if some other guy but i'm a message just facebook page yo bo we need to be i'm just kidding guys i'm just kidding but yeah but I don't think I can answer that question for now because I haven't thought about it yet. I don't know what my perfect analogy would be. I don't know what my jigsaw is. I don't know what my two cups is. I don't know what my jar of life is. But what I want to ask is when you were explaining your two cups to me, so you were saying that like majority of your cup should be filled with self-love. Yeah, and I think self love is where most people find it hard to fill up, because most people doesn't know how to love themselves. Because you know it's easy to show your love and appreciation to other people. You you, you either give it through gifts or through words or through your or presence you. alone, but like with yourself. Usually, that's when you're stopped. You don't know how to love yourself. And I think I've been there. And that's why it took me quite some time to figure out who I am. Because I, at some point, I didn't even know how to love me. So what I wanted to ask you is, like, how do you, how do you know how to love yourself? You know, that's... Um... And I'll ask you the same question after I answer how you how you figured it out. But how I see it is that's why you have all of these things, right? Um, that's why it's important one to have work because work gives you purpose, right? It gives you because you know it's it's both a sacrifice and a reward at the same time. You sacrifice your time, but your reward is your money. You know, you get your salary, which you can do a lot with. You know, you can eat out, treat yourself to a nice dinner. It could even fund your passion projects. You know, I know a lot of people who are painters, you know, who that's how they distress, you know, that's their hobby, right? Or whatever. 
then um then aside from that the, the way to love yourself it's a lot of things it's not a simple like first thing you need to do is to for example wake up in the morning fix your head it's not really like that but it's more of, step by step yeah it's more of a collection of these things remember in my two cups i said friends family interests work because when you have those things that's when you learn to love yourself because the thing is you know when you have a good support system with that they say friends you have friends who are there for the good times the bad times and both they'll help bring you back up when you fall down they'll be like no you're you know you're a good person they're just the wrong person or you know you just make mistakes you're human your family's there because they're the first ones to give you love they're the first ones to show you right from wrong your morals what you should look for in a partner mm-hmm. right if you have a good relationship for example you're a girl right you have a good relationship with your dad you'd want to be with someone similar to your dad right because you have a good relationship with him and you think i think my partner should be as wise as my dad and that's not there's nothing wrong with that that's actually very healthy then you have your um then you have your interests these are the things that you know help you distress from life if you're stressed from work if you're stressed from um, your friendships or whatever. But the thing is, um, to really love yourself, you really have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and see all of your flaws. Because here's the thing, Grace, you know, like when we're growing up, um, we're all the heroes of our own story, right? It's like it's like a TV series, like the Grace show, the Paolo show, or whatever. We're in, we're the heroes, and heroes are people who aren't perfect, but they always choose or make the right decisions. And that's how we initially see ourselves. But as we grow up and life gets complicated, you know, friendships get complicated, relationships get complicated, we don't make these right decisions. And at times we choose to ignore the fact that we made mistakes because we don't want to face it and admit that we were wrong. So truly loving yourself is being able to look in the mirror and accept that you're not the hero that you think you are, that you're just human. And if you're able to see all of that and really like accept it, then that's really the start of learning to love yourself. It's really a process. It's a journey, not a destination. Um, but when you truly love yourself, you would know your non-negotiables. You would know what you deserve. You would know that you should seek stability over settling. Because settling means that it's not what you wanted, but it's close enough. So mm-hmm. you get. It. But I argue that instead of using the word settle down for marriage, you should look for stability instead. You know, you find that person wherein you will have mistakes, you will get your arguments, but you're stable. You're, you're not you're, settling. You're not worried that one one problem is gonna end it you know yeah it's not about you just saying you know what they want to marry me i'm gonna be with them no 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 stability is about you finding or even not even finding like that person just comes into your life and you guys just share so many values and all of that and even if again you have your arguments and whatever it's okay it's okay because you know that this relationship is stable that and your actually, life will be stable. Those arguments are quite healthy as well. Because, you know, if you know, like, 
if you're stable in your relationship, those arguments are actually going to help you discover more about each other, which which parts that you can touch and which parts that you can't touch on that person, you know? Yeah, exactly. So there, that, that, that was my journey that, you know, I had to accept that I'll probably never have abs because I like eating too much. You know, I cook, <laughs> then I always try. Then if I make a mistake, I start again and all of that. I mean that, that that's a silly example, but you know, for the longest time, I, I was that was a huge insecurity of mine not having abs, because growing up, I honestly thought that girls liked abs. Oh, you don't need abs. You're no, you're a fab worthy. <laughs> you're a fab <laughs> level. You don't need abs. No, but I mean, you get what I'm trying to say, though, right? Like, I mean, we all have insecurities that at times, when you're over it, it may seem silly. But of course, at that moment, you're like, shucks. How will anyone like me if I don't have abs? Sorry, that's such a silly example. But growing up, right, when you when you open, when you... Okay, like, for example, I would buy underwear from, like, Jockey, the brand. I'm not sure if you know that brand. The bottles, they have, like, fucking rock-hard abs, right? And they're just selling underwear, they don't even need to put a man on that case, on that box. Like, I'm a guy. Why would they want to see a half-naked guy wearing the brief? You could just put the brief, you know, or you could just not show the guy at all, right? But, but growing up, seeing that, that was my idea. And it took me a long time. Society showed you that you should exactly. look like. So I want to ask you now, how did you learn to love yourself? Because you mentioned that, you know, Two to three years ago, you're on your own journey, um, but now you know you're you're probably nearing the the end of this journey, or it starts so. to I yeah, so. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say you're more than halfway, maybe seventy to hundred percent. You're there. You get what I mean? But how did you get from where you were two to three years ago to where you are now? It was more of a trial and error for me, you know. There's a lot of disappointment, disappointments wherein I thought I knew who I was already, but then like something would happen and then that would just completely destroy what I've already established about myself or who I think I am or who I think I want to be. But then I'm not sure if you're familiar with Mary Kondo, the girl who organizes. Yeah, the Japanese girl who's Japanese like, girl. it doesn't bring joy. Yeah, that does it spark joy. Yeah. So that's that's I guess I kinda adapted her philosophy with organizing her space into my own life, you know? Like does this part of my life spark joy? Does this person spark joy in my life? Does this hobby spark joy in my life? just doing this spark joy so like like every time i do something every time i meet a person like i don't know if it's a selfish way of thinking but that's what helped me you know like thinking does this make me happy does this spark joy in me because like life's too short you know to do the things that you don't want to do life's too short to be with people who you don't be want to be spending time with so I guess that's what really helped me a lot, learn about myself. And eventually when I started doing things that I love, started spending time with people like I love spending time with, I start to love myself because I can be myself when I'm around these 
and I know the things that I like to do. I know the things that I don't like to do. So, like, I know not, not to force myself to do these things because I know already that I don't like these things. So, you know, why waste my time and energy doing this? And I think self-love, that helped me love myself because I know, like, what my non-negotiables are and what my what the things are that makes me happy so i think it's it's really that simple for me you know it's not as complicated as you know going through a travel a pray love kind of journey and finding myself in order to love myself so it's just really very simple i just watched Marie Kondo and thought oh this really helped me in organizing my sleep and my thoughts why not try applying it in my life as well keep the things that make me happy and then like leave the things that doesn't make me happy can i just say um that, that's brilliant no and it's not being okay so selfish can be two things it could be good and bad bad is when you're hurting other people already by being selfish but there's also selfish where you just choose yourself remember what daniel's law said be selfish not because you have the rest of your life to be selfless. There's nothing wrong with choosing yourself. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you start hurting other people, then that's being bad already. Hurting in the sense that logically, like logically, right? I mean, there can be times when you choose yourself because you're in a toxic relationship and they get hurt because you leave. Because that's a toxic relationship. It's not a healthy relationship that you're hurting the other person, right? I think, thank you for mentioning that. Because sometimes when I choose myself over, you know, other people, over spending time with certain people, I would always think I'd have that thought now. Oh, shucks, am I being selfish? Am I being too, you know? too strict about this kind of stuff but then again that's my boundary you know that's that what i think is healthy for me and if i try to accommodate certain people or certain stuff in my life that would breach my boundary i know that i'm gonna be unhappy and i'm just i've worked so hard to be happy to find that balance of you know being happy and being content to at where I am, that I just don't want one step or one mistake to ruin that happiness. And sometimes I would think that's selfish, but thank you for like saying that, you know, there's two sides to that. Like there's a good kind of selfish and there's a bad kind of selfish. Because sometimes that really like that really blurs the line for me, you know? So thank you for yeah. that. Of course. And you know, the thing is, we humans, we're very complicated, period. We really are. Um, but the thing is, though, like, we also need to learn when we're also being too much for some people. Because like what you mentioned, boundaries, you know, bandwidth. We all have different bandwidths. Some people, their bandwidths last seven to eight years. Some people just last a week. But we have to respect each other's boundaries and bandwidths, right? And not just simply take and take, but also learn to give. 
speaking you know, of boundaries, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Boundaries, it just came to me because I've been reading this book and I, Doris, I've also told Doris about it. I've shared snippets of it to her. But I really like this book. It's called Set Your Boundaries, Find Your Peace. Setting Boundaries, Find Your Peace. So basically, what I really liked about that book and what it's taught me is that you gotta you gotta speak your boundaries out loud you just can't expect people to know your boundaries because that's what i've been doing before like i just expect people to know that i'm not comfortable with certain things but then what that made me realize is that you can't do that you have to communicate that this is your boundary because people are not going to they don't know what's going on in your mind. They don't know what makes you comfortable. And then we, they know that if you actually tell them. But then communicating is just one step. You also have to follow through. And what I mean by that is that you communicate your boundary to a certain person. For example, uh, I'm not comfortable talking about uh, this type of issue with you. But then that person would go ahead and say, okay, I understand. But then the next day, they still talk about that. So you gotta, you gotta keep on reiterating that, hey, this is my boundary. You know, you have Louder to follow. Louder for the people at the back. So, you know, <laughs> I, like, I really, that, that's one of my big takeaways from that book that you gotta keep on communicating your boundaries and you know it's not just about expecting the other people to respect it you also you also have to respect your own boundaries because if if you just expect other people to respect it you're never gonna be able to really establish that boundary because not all people are capable of respecting your boundary. it has to start also with you so that yeah it just remind me. I just wanted to share that because I don't think I've we've talked about that before. We we haven't. But thank you for sharing that. That's really amazing. So Grace, I hate to cut this short, but it's already, you know, I don't want to keep you for too long. Uh, but I do hope we get to hang in pub again very soon. I'll message you privately about that. I'm trying to have like this giant gathering. But before I do let you go, Grace, uh, I do have like a few more questions to ask you. Now. Um, were you able to watch Stuts yet on Netflix? Not, Not yet. yet. It's okay, it's okay. No, 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 it's okay. But please do because, you know, um, based on everything we spoke about and such like that, and I think I sent you the video of the notes, um, there are a lot of really amazing things there. Uh, maybe I could just send you the short talk um, links. Maybe you could just listen to it and, you know, some of the concepts are there. Mm -hmm. But before I do let you go, um, I know you're a very private person and all of that, but... You know, usually I ask people to give their plugins and whatnot, but since you're a bit private, how about um, why don't you give like what was the best piece of advice you've heard in your life? There, that's it. What was the best piece of advice you've heard in your life? It's from from my dad, which is, and he told me this advice when I was young and naive and didn't know better he told me you have to stop thinking about what other people thinks about you because if you keep on doing that you're never gonna be happy damn that, how old were you when he said that 
Yeah, I I, I was already in college then. Because you know, when you're like seven or something, like no, no, I was already in college. But you know, I had to hear it from him for me to realize that, yeah, I can't keep, I can't let my happiness depend on others, others, other people's opinion of me. Okay, can I ask you something? Sorry, I know that was supposed to be the last question, but sorry, something. Was there ever a time in your life that you were ashamed of yourself? Yes, of course. Yeah, because, um, so Stutz, sorry, I know you didn't watch it, but there's this one concept of his that I was so amazed with. He calls it the shadow. So basically, the shadow is, it's your past, wherein you felt the most ashamed, despondent, all of your negative things. Because, you know, each of us, we we have our own shadow. We have something that we did in the past that we're not ash- that we're ashamed of. Like you know, for Jonah Hill, who was in Stutz, it was about his weight. Weight was always an issue for him, and weight is an issue for a lot of people, right? And the thing is, this shadow is a part is a part of you that just wants um, fairness. Because you know how, for example, let's say Grace. A friend of yours slaps you. You would want to slap them back. It's like, what the hell, right? Why did you slap me? But that's the thing. A lot of us at times, we want to bury what we're ashamed of. We want to bury who we used to be without really solving it, without Mm -hmm. really respecting our mistakes. So you remember you said about your dad saying that don't care about what others think because you know who you are and all of those things. It's kind of related to there because unless if we can truly um, accept who we used to be, we could never really grow. I think that's very important. It is, it is. And you know, the the beautiful thing about the shadow is you can actually solve it by self-reflection i won't spoil it here um it's really an amazing process it's on the short talk it's also in the film but it's just basically about you you know looking at your shadow um and just accepting what happened and asking your shadow what you need to do to make up for the time that you ignored it because i asked you was there a time that you're ashamed? You're like, yes, I also had the time when I'm ashamed. But I guess the greater question is, are you at peace with that time in your life in the past? Because it's the past that you're most ashamed of. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And how but did you? I think this is, I've, I've talked to you about this before. I, I think I've chatted you about this. It's about acceptance. And yeah. I've, I've told you that, you know, acceptance can be, like, short for other people. It takes them a short time for to accept. But there are other people that takes them quite some time to accept certain things in their life. And I think that's what took me the longest, to accept that this happened and I think that's where I got stuck. Stuck. I was in a limbo for quite some time because I didn't know how to accept it. 
But once I learned that I can't keep on letting this define me, that's when I started to start the process of acceptance. And I think acceptance is a self-journey. You can't expect other people to force you to accept certain things in your life. You have to do it yourself. That's why it, it may take some it may take a long time for other people and sometimes it will take a short time for some people. But really it's a self-journey and there's no one that could help you, probably guide you, but ultimately it's gonna be on you. Can I just say so sorry guys, I think we're gonna extend. And are you okay with extending a bit? But yeah. um yeah, so false alarm a while ago. So sorry, Studs has this other concept he calls the maze. And this is um, something I've told someone and they just completely ignored it. Um, so, okay, the maze, right? So what is it? So, you know, when you've had a certain trauma in your life, someone did something wrong to you. Mm-hmm. This, is not, this, is not, this is not about um, the shadow or whatever. It's just about someone doing something wrong to you. And you cannot fathom and you cannot accept that they did this to you. So you're stuck in the maze, like what you said, in the loop. You're just stuck there. You, you can't let it go and all of that. And what Stutz said is, for you to be able to be free from this maze, this maze that prevents you from growing as a human being, you need to learn to let go and forgive. But forgiveness is not for the ones who wronged you, but forgiveness is for yourself. You know, because unless if you learn to let go and forgive on your own terms and for yourself, you'll forever be stuck. You'll never grow. You'll never be happy and whatnot. So how he said it is, he said that, you know, what you do is you you, you reflect, you close your eyes, you're in a peaceful area, and you imagine what ultimate love is. Like you're in a universe just filled with love, whatever that is for you. If it's you with like 2 million philos, if that's not what you feel that ultimate love is, that's what you imagine. But, you know, you get that love that you feel and you put it inside your being. And when you do this, you know, you feel all that love, that loving energy in you. You you continue to reflect. You close your eyes. Then you envision the person who did wrong to you, like they're across the room. And what you do is the loving energy that you have within yourself, you put it into them. And when you put it into them and you feel that both of your bodies are one, that's when you let go. Because instead of feeling the pain the negative energy, and all those negative whatevers. All you feel is love because that kind of love is a freeing kind of love. You're not forgiving them. You're not forgetting what they did, but you choose to let go for yourself. That's quite a lot. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really fucking a lot, but... You know, when when you think about it, right? It's like, yeah, why do you forgive someone? It's not for them. It's always for you. 
yeah. Because That's okay, you, you forgive them. People to ask for forgiveness. You gotta find a way for yourself exactly. to give it, even without people asking for it. You know, like sometimes um in life, no, 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 that's true. No? I mean, there are times when people can't let go, and that is so sad, and that is so, um, that's that's so sad. Like I just, that's all I can. Say. It's just so sad, because you have a whole life to live. As Daniel Slaw said, do you realize that the last fifteen years were a waste, and you continue to waste your life, or do you accept it and move on? And I just wish that more people learn to move on. Because can you imagine great thoughts? Are you like what, 23? Me? Yeah, four. Oh, thanks. I'm 26. Right. <laughs> oh, 26. I mean, can you imagine you're 26? You still have like what, 50 years of your life to enjoy and you can't because you don't want to let go? That is so sad. That is so sad. It is. Like, like okay, like uh, I'll put you in a okay. hold that grudge until they die. Yeah, but can you imagine, like for example, you okay, you're 26, right? Let's just say you had a boyfriend at 16. Then for 10 years you're together, but you realize that the relationship is going nowhere, and all of that. And instead of just realizing that the 10 years was a waste and just move on, you continue it, and you continue to waste your life. And maybe when you're 36 or you're 46 or worse, 56. That's when you realize that maybe I should have ended it when I was 26. That is just so sad. Right? But you see, sometimes we're so engulfed. Some people, sometimes me, sometimes we're so engulfed with our anger, with our resentment, with that negativity, that you forget that there's a light, you know, at the other side. And all you have to do is, you know, just take a step forward towards that light. And I think that's why sometimes you need a support group or a support person or someone just to tell you, hey, you can let go, you know. You don't have to keep on holding on to these negativity. But, you know, that's excellent that you said that. But you also have to be mindful of, like what you said, everyone's boundaries. You know, Marcella... Um, who I really want you to meet. She's really an awesome person. She's only 20 years old, but she's very wise. Um, and she actually helps me a lot with my short talks, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. you know, with a lot of them, I, I talk to her about it, ask for her advice, her opinions, and all of that. Um, what do you call this? She she said that um, her version of, like, the two cups, the jigsaw, she had a term, but I can't remember. But she basically said that we're all our own um, shows, like The Grace Show, The Paolo Show, mm -hmm. but just have crossovers with other people and then their own shows. That, that's a nice analogy, right? You know, I was that like, wow. Like, You're the main character of your own show, but sometimes you're a guest only in other I look for my own analogy and they're like, let's meet up and like talk about my own. Really like, have oh, two, okay. I mean, you know, I have two cups. Marcella has her show. Lors has, I'm not really sure what Lors' version of that is. I should probably ask her as well, like the next time we see each other. Yeah, the next time we see her, her then. We have, we have certain, um, 
we have certain jokes about what it is and whatnot. But but yeah, so but yeah, w- with that being said, um sorry, give me one second. Uh but anyway, so sorry, where was I going with this? <laughs> All right. Um, uh what do you call this? So so like with that in life for you and all of that, um, you know, we have all these analogies and you mentioned that, you know, you should have a good support system, but it's also important that we know our boundaries as, as human beings. Um, Grace, can you give me one moment? Uh, I just have to take care of something. Yeah, So sure. maybe, maybe um, you can... Well, I'm not really like, sure. Why don't you tell us a story about something? Because I really have to take care of something right now. What story? <laughs> yeah, why don't, you, why don't you tell us a story about when you felt the most doubt about yourself in life? Sorry, what? Like, when did you feel that you really doubted yourself? Like, something, something like that. I will be back. <laughs> don't be gone for too long. Um, yeah, go, go ahead, Grace. Okay. I'm I'm not sure about this, but I think everyone has had this experience before. You know, imposter syndrome. I've had that. I thought when I was my first job, I had that imposter syndrome. Like I was getting recognized for my efforts, and you know, but then like. At the back of my mind, I was doubting myself. Like, am I really doing a good job with this? Or it's just like people are seeing, like, you know, something that I don't. So, yeah. That's one time I doubted myself. I doubt myself quite a lot. But I think that's the first thing that came to mind. Because I used to have imposter syndrome at work. I don't know if I still have it. So... Yeah, power are you? <laughs> Do I sing now? <laughs> Do I sing? Do I so I'm Um, okay. <laughs> so this is a bit embarrassing, but the reason why I asked you to to hold the fort a bit is because there was a flying roach. <laughs> oh my god. Don't worry, I killed it already. I killed it. Um, but yeah. No, because here's the thing. You know how we were talking and you noticed I kept on getting distracted? Yeah. Because I kept hearing like a, like a tug. You know, you know when something's hitting the, your window. Did you let it in? <laughs> I don't know where the hell it came from. I was like, what's making that sound? Because there's no wind in my room. I don't own a dog. I, there's no one else here. Then when I looked, I was like, oh, shucks. Okay. So that's I'm like, so I, I, glad we're not in the same space right now. Because if I, I saw wish we were in the same space because I you're okay. You have no, no problem, right? But yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, but no, but, like, yeah, but thanks for holding the fort. Thanks for holding the fort. But um, so apologies. I'm not sure if I did a good job holding the fort. That was like one to two minutes. It's, it's okay. I think you, you did a great job. Okay, so so um, but yeah, again, I'm not trying to force you or whatever, but do try to watch thoughts. I mean, amazing, like all of the things, like the concepts he gives. I just feel that you know, it's one thing I wish a lot of people would do. Um, and tell me if I'm being like stupid or whatever. I just wish that people would learn 
to stop being negatively selfish. Like actually care about other people. I don't think that's stupid at all. Like I, I don't know if it's like being stupid or being juvenile or whatever. Naive. But like or naive, thank you. It's just that you know, I just honestly believe that if we learn to care about each other and to understand each other's boundaries, respect those and whatnot, I, I don't think that we would be in a bad spot at all. Like, can you imagine, Grace, in, a, in, in your life, we're in, okay, maybe there are times you make a mistake or your friends make a mistake, but they're like, my bad, Grace, my bad. You know what I mean? Or, you know, instead of them saying things that they're too... That they that they that you know they'll regret, but they'll never apologize because they're so filled with pride. They think twice before they say anything. I mean, don't you think that life would be better for everyone if we're more mindful about each other? I think so. Yeah. Because sometimes I have those moments wherein I would say certain things and my friends my friends would catch me like oh, uh, are you sure about that? Like, maybe you should rethink certain opinions that you have. And when they tell me that, you know, as human beings, we have a tendency to be, no, like, defend ourselves. But then, like, I've been, recently, I've been trying to be more mindful, like you said, of certain things that would people say, like, if they catch me about certain things like this, I would say, Mm, that's really that's a good point thanks for pointing it out yeah i'll think about that you know like i'd consider it you know yeah and i think that's where i guess you're right in a way because i think most of the conflicts come with like certain topics it's because other people doesn't like they're so close-minded they don't want to accept the arguments of the other party that just becomes two voices bouncing on each other's walls. There's no there's no compromise or there's no like acceptance of ideas going on. So it's more of like batohan lang kayo ng ideas, but there's really no conversation going on. Yeah. You, you know like um so not not again not to like make my head bigger or whatever. But when people say certain things, like they call me out and say, you know, your advice, it's not templated. Life is not templated. I think to myself, am I, am I saying anything that's templated? I think none of my ideas are templated, if I'm going to be honest with you. But, you know, when someone calls me out, I would like, honestly, you can even ask Loris. I would message him like, Loris, can I tell you something? Then I give the whole story. Am I making sense? Like, am I wrong here? You know, I think that's what a lot of people need, that, that kind of mindfulness where you're not afraid to to look like what you said to to look for another voice to look for another opinion you know because if you are wrong you would want someone to correct you so you can be better right yeah right right so i mean i I don't think i can add more to that because i agree and it's just you know i guess it's hard for some people because, you know, pride and stuff like that, that yeah. comes into the equation. But I think everyone is capable of that, you know, 
being able to you know be open-minded and accept that your opinion is not the only correct opinion yeah so can i i, I just want to go to this part before we end no? like legit end this time um and it's about dating i think one thing that a lot of people are like worried about in life is whether they're going to be single for the rest of their lives or whatnot because actually let's be honest we have those friends who are like as Daniel Sloss would say, what's the secret of a happy relationship or how do you stay mm-hmm. happy and whatnot? And the thing is, um, I agree and disagree with what he said. Remember when he said compromise was the stupidest thing he's ever heard? Oh, I also don't didn't agree completely with that one. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because it's here's the thing. There's good and bad compromise, like what I said earlier, right? Yeah. So that, that, that's the thing. We're in... It is easy to be in a relationship with that person, but you will always have hiccups down the road. Because yeah. again, we're all different. I mean, it could be as it could be as silly as arguing what we're going to have for dinner. You, you know, like you know how sometimes okay, I'm the type of human being, and I think that it's really bad. But I'm the type that if I really crave for something, I could eat eat the exact same thing for seven days straight. Like there's mm-hmm. a time. All I wanted to eat was um, jellyfish with uh, jellyfish with um, century egg salad. Have you had that in a Chinese restaurant? No. Oh, it's really it's super good. Oh my god, we have to go to a Chinese restaurant and you have to eat it. It's excellent. It's not as exotic as you think. Trust me. Maybe you had the sea the seaweed version in the past or whatever, but. It is so there's like a whole week that's all I ate for lunch and dinner. That's all I mm-hmm. ate for one whole week. So, but then you know, it could be as silly as that, like figuring out what to have for you know dinner or 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 things like that, right? But there'll always be hiccups in, in relationships. And I think the one thing that people need to realize is the less you expect it and the less that you look for it the more you become ready to receive it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because I feel that for those who are like, no, I need to be in a relationship. Or no, I have to be in a relationship. Or no, I don't know how to be alone. That's when you should realize that you're not ready to be in one. I guess the, I don't know if it has to do with what society dictates of us because you know when there's there's a certain con- uh, perception that when you're alone you're lonely but not exactly you know just because you're alone doesn't mean you're lonely correct you can and just be I, alone yeah and i think that's why some people they they have this this thinking that I have to be with somebody. Otherwise, I'm going to be lonely. And that's like what Daniel Sloth said, right? That's not, that's not it. And I think at some point, a person would realize that they have to be ready in order to be fully in a happy relationship. It's sad to think if you don't realize that. But I guess that's why you have, you know, Self-help books, podcasts like this. 
to help you. To be fair, you know, to be fair, this podcast didn't start out as something this deep. Uh, I, I even had a freaking episode about BoJack Horseman, um, which is a deep show, but you know, but. Wait, do you know personally you know what, like, If we talked about K-drama, I'd be totally fine with it. <laughs> I'd yeah. probably say, hi, Jess. <laughs> oh, you know her. Okay, yeah. So she said hi. No, but okay. So I want to talk about like my experience. So right now, I'm off the market. I'm no longer single and all of that. <gasps> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. I like, need to meet her. We will. We will. And we will discuss about it. But here's the thing. Like... Y- Here's the thing, like, you know, um, because you, you knew me, when did we first meet? Like, do you remember, like, was it first week of October or something or second week? It was way before sure. Halloween, for sure. I think it was towards November or December. I don't think it was no. October. October was October's my birthday. And we met so after. We October? So, yeah, maybe you meet me. You met someone else, <laughs> but yeah, I think November, nearing December. I think that's the that's when we met. Yeah. Okay, so whenever we met, which I don't remember, but let's just just this. Um. Anyway. Uh, so whenever we met, uh, the truth is. I wasn't really like searching in the sense that I need to be in a relationship because again, what I what I told you earlier about getting my heart broken, it is more about just meeting people, whether they're friends or whatnot, didn't matter. It's just about living my best life, as you know about Secret Door and all of that. Shout out to Secret Door, um, I love you guys. But um, but I met this person, uh, and I met her in Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Last place you'd think you'd meet someone. Let's just be honest. One of the True. last places. True. Really, really, really <laughs> one of the last places you'd think you'd meet someone. But I, I met her there. And um, this was during Halloween weekend. Remember that awesome Halloween weekend where it was like five days long like or six days long the weekend because President Marcos gave like an extra day or two as a holiday? Yeah, yeah. You remember that? I love that, that weekend. That was my birthday weekend, you know? And, like, I was supposed to, like, go out, but then, like, there was a freaking storm. I went out during the storm. Yeah, nothing can stop the mayor, you know? <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I, I actually met really cool friends because of that, because I was in White Banana. And I was like, oh, the rain weakened a bit. Let's book a grab, you know? If a grab accepts this, it's destiny that I will go out. Two seconds later, I have a grab, right? So, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it was so, sorry. I, I Maybe it sucks for you, and I'm sorry for that because of the of the storm. But it was such an amazing weekend for me because, um, so there's this um club called Secret Door. And it's the only club in Puebla that closes at 10 a.m. They close at 10 a.m. But in Halloween weekend, they closed at 2 p.m. Yeah. That's, who drinks that long? Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Are you really asking? <laughs> <laughs> because the fact that I'm going... I'm too to tita this. for this. <laughs> okay, so I was in Pobla, and at 2 a.m., my Italian friends messaged me like, Paolo, let's go drink Secret Door for just two to three hours. I'm like, 4 or 5 a.m. doesn't sound so bad. This is the one time I forget to wear a watch, by the way. Mm-hmm. One time. The one time. So I go to the secret door. 
They're like, oh, let's We were only fu- freaking four people. And we downed like eight bottles of hard liquor. So that's a mix of tequila. That's a mix of Jaeger. That's a mix of gin. That's a mix of whatever. I don't even remember what we drank. And, you know, we were partying, having fun, talking, whatever. Then, you know, during the process, I'm like, maybe it's around, you know, lunchtime already. I feel a bit hungry. Maybe I should go out, have lunch, go home and sleep, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I said, okay. I'm like, I'm like, Mateo, bye, man. You know, I'm, I'm going to go out. So he's like, yeah, sure, man. See you later. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you later. So I go out. Then it's already the sun, obviously, because I think it's lunchtime, right? Then I pull out my phone. And it says 2 p.m. And I think, I think I should go home. So I go you home. Think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I booked a grab, went home, got home 2.30, slept, woke up at 8, went back to Pablo by 9. See? <laughs> See what I'm talking about? Like, why I call you mayor? <laughs> I thought it was because of the hat. But um, no, but anyway, so... No, the hat adds to the personality but like, that's why you're the mayor you know it's gonna be lors from now on she's gonna be who the future who does that though what do you mean it was a long weekend no one has work what do you mean? who does that i don't i mean like i don't know how you have the energy like one night out is good enough for me for the whole month you know like I need the whole month to recover from that one night out, or maybe I'm just a tita. I, I mean, I consider myself an uncle, right? Um, but anyway, but so, yeah. I, so I met her during so I met her during yeah, a different yeah. day. So I met her during a different day, and yeah, I think things really went well. I didn't expect that to happen, and yeah, that's why I'm no longer the market. That's why I say that. The, the How long have you been off the market? Because the last time we saw you were you were still in the market. Yeah, sorry. Someone messaged me from work. I can't believe they're still working at this time. Y- yes, people who do not know boundaries. Sorry, give me one second. You gotta set your boundaries. You gotta communicate your boundaries, man. Just tell them I'm off work. <laughs> okay, so I turned off the messaging app. But anyway, not that long. Um, since Jan seven. Congratulations. So very, very, very new. 12 I'm days. happy that you found someone. Congratulations. Thanks. I mean, you know, Loris has met her a few times already. And she's seen the wild side of Loris, which we've all seen. <laughs> I was quite shocked the first time I saw it. Quite shocked. Like, I didn't really? expect that. I've never really? seen that side before. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. I think we're hyping it too much. <laughs> But then again, it kind of probably get her for your next episode so she can defend herself, you know. Again, she's been on this podcast two times already. But again, let's not have Lars about partying. No, but but no, no, but like what I was saying, no, I mean on, on a serious note, like the, the less you look and the more is when you're more prepared. Like, you know me, I'm 30 years old, I'm ancient. Um, unlike you, you're 26 and you know, young and filled with life. Uh, that's when you know when you're ready. Because like me, um, there's a time in my life, okay, before I, I had a relationship with this person, which is like this year, right? 
I was single from July until let's just round it off to like December 31. So that's like August, September, October, November, five months. That was the longest I've ever been single in my life. You know, and a lot of people laugh at me about it. But for someone who was perpetually never single like me, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Because previous to that, the longest I've been single was like two months. And it's not because I keep seeking a relationship. It's because people fall into my lap. No, no, in the sense that... How? Someone, How to be used to Someone cool. We, we, get, we get along. We click. And that's it. But the thing is, at that time, I wasn't being cautious about who I want to be with. You know, I didn't really know about like my 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 um negotiables and whatever. But this 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 time in my life, I'm more prepared to know what I want and what I deserve. And those are things that a lot of people need to know. What you want, what you need, and what you deserve. Those three things, right? So I'm really a testament for it. You know, you just really have to love yourself, know yourself, appreciate yourself, and know what you need, what you want, and what you deserve. So is this girl, is she the one, you think? 100%. I'm I'm very sure about this (laughs) <laughs> now I really do have to meet her. Of course, when you're ready. So, so you told me you're free February for Pobla. I, I never forgot that. We had a yeah. chat and you said Feb. So we're going to schedule it in Feb. And we're all going to go home at 10 a.m. Come on, just one time, Grace. Just one time. Let's just do the Paula special. What? We'll see. I never promised to. I, I never made a promise to that. I just said Okay, okay, okay. Before we go, one last question. What was like the? What was the latest you've ever gone home from Sorry? party? What was the latest time you ever went home from party? From a party? Yeah, the latest. Like I said, not, not party left, or okay. like drinking out. Party, as in like party with drinks and landing and all of that, like party. Probably three or four. A.m. What? What? Three or four is your latest? Yeah. Are you serious? Did you see my description? I'm a tita and a homebody. I rarely go out. Okay, fine. Maybe three or four isn't too bad. Okay. That's 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 too much enough for me. Three or four a.m. That's like with my Pablo friends. I'm like, I'm like secret door, secret door. So we go to secret door. <laughs> I think that the last time, the first time we went out, I think that's one of the latest. What time did we all go home? And did we even secret door that night? We did, but it was dead by then already. It was a, oh. it was a... Yeah, when did well, we go? No, 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 no. I, thought we, I, thought, I think we went home around 2 a.m. So we didn't oh, no, secret no, door. No, we didn't. We went 3 a.m. Yeah. 
So we went secret door. We did, but oh my god, I can't believe we forgot. We even played billiards. I played. Oh badly. right, that's when I kept trash talking you guys. Yeah, because I was a bad player. Loris was the worst because she didn't even play. She didn't. She was just sitting. No, yeah, no, I she mean, didn't. She. No, but at least you played the whole game. Like you gave effort, so I give that to you. You know, but she was just sitting down. <laughs> it was fun though, like the billiards. That no, was no, fun. So we're gonna secret door. We're, when we go out, we're gonna do it on a Friday or a Thursday. Just one of those two days. Maybe a Friday is better. Friday. Friday. No, Not maybe Saturday. Oh, no, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday is the best time Saturday. for everyone. Saturday. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, Sunday to recover. Okay. Fine. And we're going to secret door until 10. Oh, I'm going to invite you on Monday. Oh. Yeah, that's why Friday is better. Because no, I have Saturday. So, everyone can. Then we're gonna go home. Okay. Hey, is this gonna be your farewell <laughs> before you go to? <laughs> Wait, I have to tell you. I have to tell you something offline. No, not not live. Not okay, live. okay, okay, okay. Uh, but no, no, no. We have to do the ten a.m. I want everyone to experience the ten a.m. We'll see. I don't want to commit. I don't know. Okay, okay. Like, why do you think 10 a.m. sounds so bad? Do you think you're going to have a headache or what? Like, why? Why do you think it's so bad? Because it's like people have already gone to sleep and woken up and had their breakfast by then. Oh, we just want breakfast. We can brunch at 11. I just, I can't fathom it because I've never done it before. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I don't want to commit to anything. I've already okay. committed to February. I don't want to commit to anything else. Fine. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep it at that. So Grace, thank you again so much for being here. Uh, so to everyone who's watching, sorry for that. You know, we're just having some fun. But you know, if you're ever in Pobla and you see Grace or I, do say hi. Probably Pal. Not, probably not me. I'm just there when Pal invites me. So I always like, invite you, so it's more yeah, about. You know, I'm so sorry, you know. <laughs> it's okay. You're, you're like that always. I'm just kidding. But um, again, thank you again, Grace, for being here. To all those who watch, thank you again. Iglap will be back again next week for the main show in two weeks. We'll have Marcella for her part two episode. I, I think you, if you have time, maybe you could watch the first episode with Marcella. We didn't have enough time. We did like we did over two hours. Yeah, we did over two hours. And like, Marcella, sorry, we have to cut this short. We can just always do a part two. So I'm having part two with her next week. But um, there's another Iglap short talk this Sunday. So catch that. Until then, Grace, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's been an honor for you to, to, to be here. Until then, everyone, take care, stay safe by everyone, and good night. Good night.